What's up, what it do, man? It's your boy, Dead Gamer, aka Player One the Guy himself, and welcome to another episode of The Gamers Den. If this is your first time here, this is the show where I go over video game news, tech news, and a little bit of everything else. And we start this thing off with a thing called Level One News. So before we get into Level One News, this show is now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. That's the audio. For the visual, you have Rumble, you have YouTube, you have Hideout, always uploading, always working. So those are the platforms and the mediums you can access if you prefer to access those on those platforms. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. So I have my glasses. I will be having my glasses on this episode primarily because I have I, I, y'all see that the camera is a new angle. You know what I'm talking about? The camera is a new angle and um, the way it's set up, the light in the camera is side by side. So if I look at it too long or if I look a certain way, I'm, I'm going to go blind and my eyesight already going bad. So um, y'all definitely going to be seeing me having these glasses on a lot more from here on out. And I know y'all like, what? He about to have glasses on. Hold up. Yes, I'm about to have glasses on. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't want to go blind. I'm already going blind. You know what I'm saying? But we do got some tech news to get into this episode. We got some video game news. Oh, and just to um get this announcement out the way early on, next week, today. Recording this episode, this episode will be out Saturday. So this episode will be out Saturday. The following Monday, the week of the 11th, the week of 11th, October 11th, that whole entire week will be no episodes. Episode 100 will not drop next week. I'm taking a break next week. It's my birthday next week. So what I plan to, I have no plans. I'm going to just let y'all know that right now. I have no plans for my birthday. I never celebrate my birthday uh, I'm never in a position to celebrate my birthday, even if I wanted to celebrate my birthday. I've grown accustomed to not celebrating my birthday. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm just thankful to be alive at this at this point. Um, you know, if I had a girl, I would just let her run rampant and plan my entire birthday. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I just don't. I just don't celebrate. I, I don't even celebrate holidays. You know, just just to let y'all know a little bit more about me. Like I don't celebrate Christmas. I don't give a damn about no Easter. Excuse the language for the sensitive ears, but I don't celebrate holidays, man. I don't, I just don't. It's, it's not my thing. I don't care. And, um, you know, like I said, I, I just pretty much don't celebrate my birthday. So, oh, if you don't do that, give us an episode. Well, here's the thing. I, I, I do give myself a break. If at the bare minimum, I give myself a break. So, you know, uh, it's going to be a break. But within this break, I am going to be working on something. Um, for episode 100, I'm actually going to be working on episode 100. I want to make it like kind of a thing and, uh, it's going to be a special episode, man. Episode 100 is definitely going to be dope. Episode 100 is y'all. I think y'all really going to like episode 100. Like I, I think episode 100 might like give me a little bit more notoriety and get me, you know, out here more. I get more, probably more subs and notoriety and all that, but episode 100, um, it is going to throw me in the cuckoo basket. Like it's going to throw me in the cuckoo. You know, y'all going to be like, oh yeah, he cuckoo for real. Like I, I ain't even lying. Like I'm going to be in the cuckoo 
in the cuckoo basket. But um, with that being said, man, let's go ahead and start level one news. Am I screened up? Yes, I am screened up. So y'all know how to. Uh, I just talked about how uh, hell the the, the uh, episode old tech how how tech was getting old because they was changing the chargers right for the iPhone. Well, guess what? We got some more news about that. I, I found I came across this article. It's so crazy enough that like within a short period of time, you find more articles and them articles is popping out about how obsolete stuff is becoming. Right. So headline reads. Millions of iPhones just became obsolete and dangerous. Check your model now. So, um, you know, this article, I, I just found this article and I just find it highly ironic that just when I tell everybody and we talking about technology getting older and newer and moving forward. And I'm telling y'all, you know, to make sure if you're going to keep some old tech, keep it, but always stay up to date with the new one. Here we here we is with, uh, with certain versions of the iPhone becoming old now. So. Let's get into it. Following the release of iOS 16 last month, any iPhone older than the iPhone 8 will no longer receive software updates. Oh, man. Anything. Hold on. I'm going to read that again for the people in the back with the hearing aid. Following the release of iOS 16 last month, any iPhone older than the iPhone 8 will no longer receive software updates. Hold up. Now, um, I told y'all, man, I, I told y'all, you got to stay hip. Now, this may or may not be true. This article may or may not be true. You know, if more news come out about this, then so be it. You know, I, I kind of you got to take a lot of things with a grain of salt. But at the same time, this falls in line with what I've been saying. And at the same time, it, it makes sense, in my opinion, just because. I'm not about to be the Apple company and then make iPhone 20 and then still be supporting the iPhone 3. Like, bro, no, that thing is old and done. We're not servicing that anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, at some point, things are going to be discontinued. It's like you can have a Nintendo 64, but Sony, but Nintendo can't do anything for you right now. They are on the Nintendo Switch. I mean, they might help you with the Wii, but I mean, you're talking about a 64. This is something like 30 plus years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like this is an old thing. You know, it's it's either 30 plus years ago or the 64 is getting to the point of being like 30 years old, something like that. But y'all get the point. It's old and they no longer can help with that. Like so, if your stuff break, you better go to somebody who who good with electronics that can fix it. So let's go ahead and get into the article. That includes the iPhone 7 and iPhone 7 Plus, as well as the 6 and the most. And as was the iPhone 6, which apparently was the most popular iPhone in history. The iPhone 7 series and some older models will only support up to iOS 15 and can no longer receive updates. If you own any of these devices, you should seriously consider upgrading. That's because you won't receive vital software upgrades that protect your device from cyber attacks. Oh, okay. So I'm sitting here thinking like they like, oh, man, this is going to be over. That's why it's going to be over. In this article, they're saying it you're not going to be protected from cyber attacks, which I mean, that's that's kind of like given that's kind of a given, though, because when you're dealing with older pieces of hardware, it's a lot easier to get into because you're talking about old software. You know what I'm saying? Like usually 
like like it's like if somebody was to get online with a PS2 right now. Like, okay, cool, you got online, but somebody can take you off the server real quick because you're dealing with old hardware and old software. You know what I'm saying? So um, let's go ahead and keep on getting to it. Each year, Apple adds a handful of older iPhones to its list of vintage devices that, lo that no longer receive regular support. Apple's support page states, quote unquote, products are considered vintage when Apple stopped distributing them for sale more than five and less than seven years ago. The tech giant also added, quote unquote, products are considered obsolete when Apple stopped distributing them for sale more than seven years ago. Okay, so, okay, apparently this is true then. So, oh, they have a list. Okay, so we got a list. Which iPhones have become obsolete? The iPhone 4, the iPhone 4S, the iPhone 5, the iPhone 5C, the iPhone 6, and the iPhone 6 Plus. And then, which, uh, you know, yeah. And then they have a list of the ones that were already obsolete. So this is the regular iPhone all the way up to four. So this is the three, three GS, the four, the four S, all of that. So everything is just, if you got any, I told y'all in the previous episode, man, let me, let me go back big screen. Am I big screen? Yeah, I'm big screen. So I told y'all in the uh, previous episode, right? that this stuff is just going to become old even though it don't seem like it it is bro if you really think about the last 10 years right think about the last 10 years with technology it's now 2022 it's basically 2023 right go back to 2012 and see what iphone came out then look at 2022 and look at the most recent iphone that came out that's how much technology has advanced, and that's how fast it went. You pretty much got a new iPhone for just about every year almost. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at all the new consoles that came out within that span of time, too. So it's just like, it's like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, how, like, that's, that's why, it, it's not even how, it's just, I I, I said it last episode, you, you, if you gonna have the old stuff, cool, but get hit with the new stuff too you know what i'm saying you don't want to be out the loop you don't want to be out you don't want to be outside looking in you don't want to be out the loop the world is moving forward you don't adapt in in, in whatever you're just going to be lost you're going to be phased out it's a lot of people getting phased out in the world right now because the world is moving is moving forward moving in this more technological age more digital age the world is moving days of old are gone i'm gonna keep telling y'all this till i'm till i'm gone days of old are gone you keep trying to move and and operate like that it's not gonna work it's just not gonna work because they're they're catering and intentionally like it's blatantly in our, in our faces in y'all's faces i should uh, correct that and the reason why i say that is because within this last week i have heard watched, and seen commercials businesses brands companies do interviews talk about their plans for their products and their business and how they plan to move forward within the economic time and how and some of these companies are purposely and intentionally targeting gen z and gen alpha i was just just today i was watching a, a brand a company whatever the ceo of his of, of a i'm not gonna say the name of the brand or anything like that but um 
you know, they were talking about the people they were going to target or they were intentionally targeting that way that those people could get help and stuff and things tailored to their skill set and where they're at in life based on the, I, and I know it's kind of vague to be saying this without giving a lot of detail in what this stuff is. But at the same time, I just don't want to be wanting to put people on blast. Now y'all know I'd be doing that. I put companies and people on blast, but at the same time, it's unintentional, right? Like I'm not thinking of burning bridges intentionally or just dragging people through the mud or companies in the mud intentionally, or even it sounded like that. It's not intentional. I just mean what I say and say what I mean. So y'all might think that that's a contradiction, but no, not necessarily. It's just, I'm trying to get my overarching point of the world is moving forward. We're moving forward. So I'm giving you examples. Now, whether you feel like what I'm saying is a detriment to them or a, a stake in a rake against them, whatever the case may be, that's your problem. What I'm saying is these companies, these people, these brands, the world is being geared and pushed intentionally towards Gen Z, Gen Alpha, and the people after us. So if you're a millennial like me, if you, you know what I'm saying? And I'm a latter half millennial. Like I'm I'm the bottom half of the, of the millennial. When I say bottom, I mean like, you know, you got the front and then you got the back. If it was a, if, it, if we was on the school bus and the school bus was millennials and it was the older millennials in the front and the younger millennials in the back, I'm a younger millennial. I'm in the back. You know what I'm saying? Us younger millennials, we in the back. They, they'll take some of us. Like, they cool. They'll work with some of us. Like, they're not going to leave us completely out. But, um, yeah, they definitely more concerned about the Gen Z and the, the Gen Alpha people and involving them into the future world. Because these are going to be the people who operate in this world and understand it 100%. Where some of us millennials early in uh, latter half are going to have to learn and assimilate a little bit you know what i'm saying you know we millennials so we know what it's like to be outside and online in the digital world you know what i'm saying so we should be all right but this is why i'm telling you i just want everybody to be prepared and to, and to take the steps necessary for them to get a footing here because this is where we're going you know what i'm saying so hardware is going to get old software is going to get old you know what i'm saying like I, I said it before, if you need a hold me over phone, you better make sure you got the charger for it because you ain't even about to have the same charger no more for the iPhone. So kind of essentially, even the new iPhones right now is old just for the simple fact that you ain't going to have the charger. I'm just saying, man, mm, mm, excuse me, I had to burp, but um, you know what I'm saying? It's just it just is what it is. And this is where I got to put the glasses on, too, man, because uh, this is just bad. I'm going blind out here. The things I do to bring y'all this content and this and this news and this information, man. This is a uh, All right, man. So let's get into it with the next thing in level 1 news. Am I screened up? All right, I'm screened up. Now, uh this next thing in level 1 news because we only got one thing to talk about with the main topic today. So I guess I'm going to just streamline this and we just going to talk it all the way. Then, you know, level two news just for the simple fact that um, this is going to be a long. I, I got a feeling that this conversation that we about to have and what we about to get into is going to be long because. I mean, it's already here and this is what's happening, but it's 
it's it's part of the reason why I even do this show. You know what I'm saying? And y'all gonna see like, okay, like yeah, like this is important. Like my show is important. I know it's important because it's important to me, but it's also important because no matter if I was to stop the show after episode 100, no matter if I was to stop the show at episode 200, the information and the way I break it down. I know myself for a fact. So, no, I don't have to be a super popular person with a show and or podcast quotation marks around podcast. Um, you know, I don't that's not my goal here. You know what I'm saying? That's that's not my goal here. I mean, if I pop cool, you know, I'll take it. But that's just not my goal. You know, my goal is to really just get this information out, you know, link up with people, connect with the world. So. That's just what I'm trying to do. And for the people who want to join up with me, work with me, build with me, just know that, yo, I, I'm in tune to some degree or level. I'm aware of what's going on. And if we work together or we come together on a project or doing something, whatever the case may be, just know that from my end, whatever I need to hold up on my end of the bargain, consider it done. And that it what we're doing as a whole needs to be for the betterment the betterment of the people or the community that I or we are serving in in the process. So with that being said, let's get into the article. Headline reads, how free to play in in-game purchases took over the video game industry. Now, um, this should really be the level two, level two news, but um, now we got, we got something else for that. But if you don't know, some, if not a lot of games are free to play. Most games are free to play outside of buying them, right? If you just buy it because you can buy them. So it's optional. But you got a lot of free to play games nowadays and in-game purchases are out the ass. They're out the ass. So let's go ahead and get into it. And some key points here they have. We, we just going to get into it because the key points is, is not really going to help us. I know CNBC, trust me, like, oh, you ain't going to read the key points? Yeah, dog, I'm not reading no key points, bro. I'm not reading no key points. So let's get into the article. Amid the popularity of free-to-play downloadable games and gaming platforms like Fortnite, League of Legends, and Roblox, it becomes extremely rare that a high-profile video game is released now without some sort of recurring payment strategy. A far cry from the typical $60 standalone game purchase that dominated the video game industry as recently as less than a decade ago. Now, we're going to have to stop right here. We're going to be breaking this down. We're breaking this down a lot. This is important because the model now with this free-to-play stuff was never the case. This was never the case. So, mind you, when this free-to-play in-game microtransaction stuff started happening... This is in recent time. This is within the last 10 years. So when you want to go 10 years prior to 2012, I mean, you can even go prior to 10 years to that. You can go to the genesis in the beginning of the video game industry. Pong, Atari, you know, other, you know, the, the real genesis of the video game industry and video games. You know, there was the standard of what, 50, 60 dollar games. And that was it. You didn't have microtransactions. At most, you had accessories, right? You, you can you buy the power glove with your Atari or whatever it was. You buy the adapter for the GameCube and you can play uh, Game Boy games on your on your GameCube. You know what I'm saying? You buy, you know, uh, the the uh, the steering wheel, the driving steering wheel for your PlayStation or your Xbox. You know what I'm saying? And you play racing games with the actual brake and the gas pedal. You know, so at, at, at best, it was 
accessories, but now it's in-game microtransactions. So what y'all have to understand is the video game industry will continue to change to more of this model to where more video games will follow this model to where the game will be free to play or you just buy it one time and then you have it and you get the rest of the content through in-game transactions. So understand that this is what it is. Me personally, I'm kind of sitting here like, um, I don't know about that one. Hold up. Yeah, I see Nate Dogg about to be delayed today. He on his own type of time today. Rest in peace, Nate Dogg. Um, you know what I'm saying? So let's go ahead and continue here. But as video games have shifted away from solely console-based experiences to more digital and mobile-driven platforms, the business model and how gamers interact with the games they play have significantly shifted as well. I've been telling y'all that too. The experience is completely different now. We have a quote. Quote, unquote. In 2013, it was very controversial to say that the free-to-play business model would be the next major dominant model within all of gaming. Mobile games then were pretty much free-to-play games, but we were saying, you know, it's not just mobile games, but gaming in general is going to move in that direction. So they they consider, I, I'm guessing whoever wrote this article is considering now that this is what that is. So 10 years ago, when people were kind of speculating and saying, hey, the, the industry is going to move towards this model, this is what it is. Now it's 10 years later. Hey, it moved to that model. Uh, I say it has and it hasn't. You know what I'm saying? Because you still have the the story player, single player games. You still have your Sekiro's. You still have your uh, Project Eve's getting ready to come out. You still have Far Cry's. You still have some single player games where it's just that. You know, you're getting a, a more or less complete body of work and you pay the consumer pays the, the uh, retail market price and then that's it at most you what you buy a cosmetic that's that's whatever you know what i'm saying like that's really whatever but you know at this point if this model is to continue i am more concerned about the state of single player games now because if we continue in this direction if the video game industry continues in this direction of free-to-play games and microtransactions and just add-on content like that then what happens to the single player game so does the single player game turn into okay hey we put this out and if you want to buy like the super like i said like cosmetics is one thing but what if they start saying like because because in single player games you got to do a lot of shit excuse me for the for the sensitive ears but in single player games you got to do a lot of shit Hold on, man. I, I I need to go big screen real quick. I need to go big screen real quick. I'm big screen. All right, I'm big screen. In single player games, you got to do a lot of shit. Like you got to do quests in at certain points in time. You got to like grind up and get certain items and materials. Then you got to do a quest. You got to complete the game first to even do some certain shit. Like single, and that's kind of what makes single player games. It's the element of exploration, the the fact that you have to craft items, that you have to do certain things to get certain items. Kingdom Hearts 2, prime example. You got to get like seven or eight Ori Alchem Plus. Then you got to go and get 
whatever berries or whatever items from here and whatever items from there farm and get that same thing with final fantasy 12 if you want to fight certain um espers and whatever else you got to do this quest first or do that quest first or you got to go complete a certain quest then you got to do whatever and whatever whatever i don't want the idea of okay hey let's turn single player games and put them into this free-to-play or, or single-player story games, put them into this free-to-play model, right? And then we'll make the, and we'll charge them. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't charge me for, like, the, the side quest type of thing. I don't want that to happen. Like, you get charged for this or charge me for this type of weapon or the special weapon or the special item. Like, don't don't charge me for the special item. That's just, I don't, I just don't want that idea to become a thing. And it's like, okay, single player games, free to, uh, the single player story games, we're going to make it free to play. And now you have to pay $5, $10, $1.99 to get the special weapon instead of going on the quest for it and beating the game and doing this and doing that. When that was the fun part, spending the time, getting the quest, grinding up was the fun part. Don't just don't take the fun part away, man. Don't take the fun part away. Don't do that. You take the fun part away, I'm going to be mad. But um, let's go ahead and get back into the article. In-game purchases were a nascent business for most console and PC games, but the success of social games like Farmville showed the potential. That has now become the model for even the biggest video game franchises. Activision Blizzard's Call of Duty, while still maintaining its yearly new edition release, saw more than $1 billion spent worldwide on its free-to-play mobile version of the game, while its quote-unquote Warzone platform hit the 125 million player mark in June. It also made the newest versions of its Overwatch series, which generated $1 billion in sales in its first year of release in 2016, into a free-to-play model. Take-Two's GTA V, Perhaps the best example of a standalone game that still finds find success with nearly 170 million units sold as of August said its GTA Online platform has seen its audience grow 49% since the first quarter of 2020. Let's stop right there. So that's great. But this is what I'm saying. Like this, this article is saying now this is just what it is or more games are going to adopt this, which true like a lot of mobile games are going to adopt this i mean we all know about raid shadow legends like everybody in a mom got a everybody in a mama but me got a raid shadow legend sponsor like you know what i'm saying <laughs> like raid shadow legends is like do not pay this man do not pay this man i'm like bro you can pay me but um anyway man like microtransactions have been making a lot of money it's a lot of money like people don't understand money, you know what I'm saying, and and this and it's kind of sad, and it and it really don't matter where you live, in what country you from, like the management of money is all the same to me personally, right? So when I say this, I'm not saying okay, well we should you know keep the standard of how games were and keep it as that. No, if if we gonna move into this and continue moving into this, like I think we are, I know we are. Okay, cool. That's that's perfectly fine. But to me personally, I'm I'm not going to be spending too much of my money on 20 different games across the board, you know, at the same price. You know what I'm saying? Because all they're going to do is make billions off the microtransaction. 
And Grand Theft Auto, I'm glad they use Grand Theft Auto as an example because Grand Theft Auto, well, they gonna make millions of billions, they gonna sell millions of billions of copies, period, digital and hard. Pause. And on top of that, imagine the microtransactions. They probably gonna make double to triple on that. So, I mean, hell, did and they launched that in-game subscription book like like bruh, what? And, and and just because it's the in-game subscription stuff, man. Hold up. Like, like they really pulled off an in-game subscription in the game. I don't under like y'all let them y'all y'all really let them get away with that. That's crazy. But um, yeah, man. But what I'm saying is this. I don't want everything to have a microtransaction. Everything does not need a microtransaction. With the titles listed here, that's fine. That's fine. Microtransaction it up. I don't care. I don't even play none of these personally. But in the grand scheme of things, these games, okay, fine, because it's already working. But I don't want microtransactions to become everything. So I guess I'm piggybacking on my own point I just made about don't take away the fun parts. Yeah, like just don't just don't do it. So I'm just reiterating the same point again. Just don't make everything microtransaction. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Let's continue with the article. Kabam, which was named to the which was named to the inaugural CNBC Disruptor 50 list in 2013, had initially evolved from developing free-to-play games for Facebook to creating first and third-party games for social, web, and mobile platforms. Like what Fortnite has found success with, Kabam leaned into well-known properties creating games around movie franchises like The Hobbit and Fast and the Furious. But while these games are considered free to play, there is a very lucrative side to them. While the initial download might be free, gamers are incentivized to buy things like seasonal battle passes that provide new items and other cosmetics and other cosmetic prizes as they progress through the game. That has proven to be a goldmine for gaming companies. Activision Blizzard said it had a $5.1 billion in-game bookings for its 2021 fiscal year. So I'll read that again because I kind of butched it. Activision Blizzard. Y'all ain't, ain't got to tell me. Y'all ain't got to tell me. Y'all ain't got to tell me. Hold up. You ain't have to tell me. I already know. I know how I know how my listeners is, man. I, go ahead, laugh. Y'all can we? All right, everybody can laugh at me this time. Go ahead and laugh. We can laugh at me now. <laughs> everybody, go ahead and laugh. What is blittered, bro? What is blittered? <laughs> what is blittered, man? What is blittered? We can laugh, man. All right, man. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh shit. I love this, man. I love this. Activision Blizzard said it had $5.1 billion in in-game bookings for its 2021 fiscal year, which includes things like World of Warcraft subscriptions, skins and items in Warzone and Overwatch and other microtransactions, a 5.2% year-over-year increase. That compares to $8.3 billion in net bookings for 2021, which encompasses the sales of games both digitally and physically. So, I told y'all. I told y'all. I'm not mad at it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not mad at it. But 
We just, I just don't want it diluting the, the industry. I don't want this model to dilute the industry. If this is going to be the model for the foreseeable future, this may pose a problem long term just for the simple fact that the games might they might lack. And and that's kind of be and, and you can see that now. Like these games is just lacking, period. Like I just did a review and y'all gonna see what lacks in that game. But um what game can I pick? What 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 game can I pick that's out already? I'm thinking of Outriders. As much as I like Outriders, the I, you know, I have to use Outriders as an example, and I really don't want to because I like this game. But I gotta stay true. Outriders is a prime example of what I'm talking about. Outriders is a game where they just put out that World Slayer expansion. And it's like, bro, you could have just made that a part of the story. I'm not even going to lie to you. They put out what? New Horizon? Because I'm. they put out New Horizon. So I guess New Horizon is like an expansion. And um, I don't, I don't really think the Expeditions is like an expansion. I would consider that DLC, but it is what it is. Um, they put out the expansion of World Slayer. And the story, it only progressed very little. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you own Enoch. And at the end of the game, it was supposed to be like, yo, okay, is we stuck here or is we not? And then the pods was down. So then you got New Horizon. So you you, you find the pods. But then what happens? Some chick out of nowhere in the World Slayer. Like, when you start looking at the story, it don't make no sense. And this is what I'm saying, like the creativity in video games has fallen apart. Like some of this stuff is falling apart. It is falling flat. And you have a lot of video games not taking off and they just becoming dead and nobody's entertaining them because of this business model. It was a game I just came across. Um, it was an article. I guess I could have talked about it, but it was Babylon's Fall. And I think that was like a free to play game or, you know, it was the same way like Battle Royale. You know what I'm talking about? And the people was like, we're sorry or whoever made the game. It was only that was all that was what was all in the headline. Um, you know what I'm saying? But back to Outriders, that's just my point. Like creativity with these games is falling flat because this like the new business models being put in place. So it's just like I don't want half assed games, man. And this has been my fight. And this is one of my biggest fights and plights of the industry right now. Like, if, if I have any stance, this is my main one. Quit half-assing the video games, man. Like, I understand y'all about to be making all these billions and millions and zillions of dollars off microtransactions, but I don't want the industry just to be serving everybody a certain type of game or a certain game based on a model. You know what I'm saying? And this would be one of the potential drawbacks I would have for Sony with whatever game they're working on with Haven Studios and all that. And y'all know I reported on that a while ago. Um, you know, I don't want them to make whatever live service game they're making. And then it's just completely built around the business model more than, you know, pleasing the gamer to a degree. Because cause they got to make their money. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, everybody in this equation got to make their money. But what I'm saying is make a... Uh, IP make a game that's not only creative and fun to play and intriguing and interesting to play but you can also make your money on and this is why I say single player games are great single player story games are great because they're interesting stories and in like great gameplay mechanics and you also make money now 
you can't make those battle royale or stuff like that. So obviously they're going to have to stand alone and make their own genre and be their own thing like they are. But um, at the end of the day, the rest of the pool of the video game industry just cannot be free to play microtransactions. It just can't, especially with video games lacking creativity nowadays and everybody is just picking a archetype per se and then just throwing free-to-play battle royale bullshit into it and this is why a lot of games nowadays you hear about them one day and they're done the next like i've been seeing headlines and videos about the first descent game and oh all of a sudden you know i mean the game ain't even come out yet and some people shaky about it i'm just sitting here like listen y'all can't keep doing the same shit over and over because it's one thing if like listen data said in this article call of duty world of warcraft and overwatch these are three different games these are three different types of games right three different types of games so it's one thing if you have a gamer paying for skins and whatever whatever across these three different games now if that person has the money and the capital to do that, then by all means, go ahead and spin your check, bro. I ain't pocket watching and I ain't holding. But what I'm saying is, is you going to add like six more games to that, three more games to that, just because that's what the, the industry is going? Or is you going to end up sticking with, with, with what you play with because now the industry could potentially turn into this? Or let's say it has turned into this in theory and hypothetics, right? It turned into this. So now you either pay for everything like you was paying for your previous few games or you just stick with your few games and just thug it out like that i'm just saying people on the audio y'all couldn't see me right there but i'm just saying man like i just i don't want everything to be battle royale microtransaction to fuck out but that's what is happening right now excuse the language for the sensitive ears let's continue with the article Kabam also benefited with its revenue growing 70% in 2012 to more than 180 million, yeah, to more than 180 million dollars, helped by its game Kingdoms of Camelot: Battle for the North, which the company said was the top-grossing iOS app that year. Okay, some of this stuff kind of doesn't really matter, but okay, no, here we go, here we go, here we go. Much of the growth in the popularity of seasonal gaming passes is credited to Epic Games' Fortnite, which generated more than $5 billion in its first year after release through the sale of items and seasonal passes. But that also has come as the slowing console and PC gaming market has looked to replicate the fast-growing mobile gaming landscape, as well as the video game industry flattening even further so there is less of a line between different types of games and gamers. That right there is very important. That right there is very important. I'm going to read that again. But that also has come as the slowing console and PC gaming market has looked to replicate the fast growing mobile gaming landscape as well as the video game industry flattening even further so there's less of a line between different types of games and gamers. Pause. That right there is the problem. What did I just say? Now, in all theory, in all hypothetics, let's just say this is where it's going. Everything battle royale, microtransaction, free to play battle royale go. 
Let's just say most games in the video game space are going to be that from now on. There's not going to be a difference between a gamer. There's not going to be much difference between types of games. And the way you used to experience games on a hardware is not going to exist because, well, cloud technology is going to be your primary way. Whether you want to believe it or not, that's that's fine. The fact of the matter is that's what's going to happen. So, um, yeah, this is my problem. That right there is my problem. What's not my problem is the different type of gamers. There's always been different type of gamers and there will forever be different type of gamers. I was just in some girls live or whatever on some type of app. I'm not going to say what the app is. Um, you know, if somebody asked her what type of game she played. She said she played The Sims. She said she played Dota. She said she played all kinds of other shit. I'm sitting here like, bro, I don't play no motherfucking Dota. I don't play no Sims. Excuse the language for the sensitive ears. I was sitting there listening to her like, hold up. I'm like, it's no way in hell. I'm like, it's no way in hell. But does that make her any less of a gamer? No, she's a gamer. That's one person who plays those games. She plays those games. I play Pokemon. I play Scott Pilgrim type shits. I play Final Fantasy. I play, you know what I'm saying? Like, I play Final Fantasy. I play PUBG. I play Outriders. I play these type of games. I'm a gamer. I'm the gamer. Y'all know this. I am the gamer. So, so understand this. Something. So, understand this. They're trying to make their, their, there may or may not be an agenda to make everything uniform, right? And it's only to make everything uniform so much. Like if everything is uniform, then you won't have to worry about loose ends or too many outside variables because you can control the situation. So I guess in the video game space, if everything was, you know, a certain way, then you wouldn't have to worry about too many things. So I guess this is where cloud gaming would come in at because, well, when you don't have to worry about a console, does it really matter? Like, does the hardware matter or does the software matter at this point? You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, unless you a PC gamer is like the software and the hardware both have the same value. It matters. If you a PC gamer, both matters. But if you a console gamer, you're going to have to think like, Okay, which one is worth more and which one is going to serve me better, right? So um yeah, man, I don't I don't know how the uniform thing is going to work because we talking about a uh, a model that has been in place since you know, for the past 20, 30 years, right? You buy a game $60 at the store. You run back to the crib, you play it. For the past 10 years, this Battle Royale, you know, free to game play stuff, it's been becoming its own. It's, it's coming into its own, right? So let's say it's a full-blown thing by, well, it's 2022. Let's say it becomes a full-blown thing by 2025, right? How many years do you think that model will be sustainable for the video game industry. Because what I said 
is going to become a factor. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm comparing just this whole thing to. I'm comparing the effectiveness. Like it might be more money in a short period of time. I'm not going to lie. It might be a lot more money in a short period of time. But let's say that short period of time is true. What's going to happen when the, when these models start to fail and they don't work? Do you just go back or do you like like what like what's the what's the what's the end game to the end game? You know what I'm saying? What's the end game to the end game? That's that's where I'm at right now. This article got me like, what's the end game to the end game? And I told y'all level two news is going to be a while down the road. I told you this was going to be long. I told you this was going to be long. Right. I told you. So let's continue in this article. Mobile gaming has outpaced the growth of the broader video game market over the last decade and is estimated to take in $136 billion in global spending this year, compared to a combined $86 billion for PC, console, and handheld console gaming combined, according to a study by Data AI and IDC. We have a quote. Consoles are not dead. PC games are not dead. But mobile games are a big driver of the entire market. Now, this is true. And let's read this. This is not the last one, but this is going to be the last one I read because we do got to move this on. Part, part of that has come as the quality of mobile games has improved, as well as developers pushing quality console level games to mobile. Oh, this dude's um dude's quote. Okay, so dude's still kind of quoting. All right, we got somebody quoting. I don't see how they um. Okay, man, hold up, hold up. I got a trip. I got a trip. Hold up, hold up. They're trying to get us like we stupid guys. Hold up. Hey. Hold on, man. You got us fucked up. Excuse me for the sensitive ears. But y'all know I just read that, right? I read that, but also, you know, the flattening line, the gamers, that then I just gave my spiel. Then I read the, the piece after that. Then after that, it just gives us a quote. And then it says, Chew said. Like, bro, you got you got me fucked up, bro. You got me fucked up. You got us fucked up. You ain't about to be sitting here acting like we can't read and we stupid. See, see, you you people who write these articles, you gotta structure these a little better. You got to structure these a little better, all right? Structure these a little better. You ain't even describe who the hell Cho was. You did not describe who Cho was. Out of nowhere, some dude named Cho said some shit. Huh? What? Excuse me for the sensitive ears, but goddamn, bro. You, you ain't about to be trying to do us like that over here in the gamers then, man. All of us listening and uh, no, 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 no. You ain't about to do us like that. Mm-mm. But let's continue. Part of that comes as the quality of mobile games has improved as well as developers pushing quality console level games to mobile, Cho said. He pointed towards, quote unquote, PUBG, a battle royale game similar to Fortnite, the game developed by South Korean game publisher Crafton. Ooh, we got to talk about that, too. Was wildly successful on PC and consoles, but was also ported over to mobile where it has grossed more than $8.5 billion globally. Y'all don't understand. PUBG doing numbers, bro. PUBG doing numbers, numbers. But this is going to lead me into this right here. Take-Two Interactive headline reads, Take-Two Interactive should be $165 stock. 
says Goldman Sachs. Now, yes, 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 we have to get into this. Why? Because video game news, tech news, and a little bit of everything else. This is important because even prior to this article, the video game industry is projected to just pretty much do well throughout the next few years. It's projected to do well and make billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars. So with that being said, you might want to invest in Take-Two. You might want to invest in Sony. You might want to invest in some of these things. Look into it, but you might want to, you might want to, you know what I'm saying? Some points that they got uh, here in this article, Goldman Sachs, Goldman Sachs upgrades Take-Two interactive software to buy. Analyst says its long-term outlook remains convincing. Shares of Take-Two Interactive are down more than 30% for the year. So, you know, they're sitting here also saying Take-Two Interactive shares have a 35% upside. So, I mean, if they was down 30% last year and they have a 35% upside, I'm going to assume around this point in time, that's what, a 5 to 10% increase? So, I mean, it's not going to be a lot. Over here on, on the side to the right, it's kind of saying that they had $121. That may or may not be right. But we can let's just take that for what it is up to one hundred and sixty five. I mean, that's a cool couple dollars. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, this is if you got big money, you know, what I'm saying if, if you big money, then cool, you can make something off this. But if you small money, I mean, you're, you're going to make small money. I mean, it's just what it is. Small money plus small money equals small money. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It's just the math be math and, and your math math wrong. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Analysts upgraded this stock to buy this morning and said shares could climb up to $165. That's about a 35% upside from here. So this article was also, okay, yep, it was done at the point in time recording on the 7th today. Okay, okay. He agreed that the near-term outlook may not be as rosy, but the long-term investor will do well owning it at the current discount. So if you're going to get in, I'm guessing now is the time. Get in. For me personally, uh, I, I'm not going to be able to get in on this. And I should be getting in on this. Actually, you know what? I'm lying. I am going to get in on this. I'm going to take something because something is better than nothing. Remember, if you don't remember nothing I said, remember that. Something is better than nothing. Because um, you got to think about it. Take-Two Interactive. They're working on games. GTA 6 is on the way. Um, it's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. I believe Take Two and Gearbox is still still in bed, so that's Borderlands. Borderlands Four may or may not be in the works. Maybe another uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is in the works. It's a lot of IPs over there, so um, you know, I mean, yeah, Take Two is kind of looking good, kind of looking good. Shares of Take Two Interactive are down more than thirty percent for the year at the time of writing. Let's see. In August, the Nasdaq listed firm reported better than expected revenue for its fiscal first quarter. Um, oh, yeah. And remember, they did talk about that. So this is going to play a factor in this, too. Take-Two Interactive started this year with a $12.7 billion acquisition of Zynga. Aggressively expanding into mobile gaming, the analyst added, will also unlock upside potential for the video game holding company. His notes read, Looking to FY24 and beyond, we modestly raise our bookings assumptions as we expect greater sell-through in units. As installed, base grows nearly half of the 93 titles pipeline laid out in Q4 2020. Earnings come to market. Okay. Sheridan also, damn, I said his name. 
Sheridan also expects a meaningful benefit to margin once key titles like GTA 6 hit the market. He also lifted operating estimates for fiscal 2023, but only slightly. Global gaming revenues are estimated to top $320 billion by 2026. So this is what I'm saying. All this tech, all this video games I'm talking about, whether I go in-depth or vaguely, you have to pay attention to. You got to be somebody, you know what I'm saying? You got to be into it. And I told y'all, like, this is why, like I said, I don't really, like, if I pop, cool, I pop, whatever. Give me my clout and my money. But what I'm saying is, this industry is going to be, it's been around for decades and it's going to be around way, way more than it already has been. So with the integration of video games and tech coming together, crypto, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Like the metaverse, like it's all merging. It's all merging. I told y'all, if you watch uh, Ready Player One again and realize that the Oasis was like the merge of everything, economics, livelihood, how people operated and moved. That's what it was, right? Which also gets me into, gets us into this article right here, right? Headline reads, EU culture and education committee calls for video game support. So first of all, um, what, what almost caught me off guard is that that stands for cult. Nay, dog, where you at? Hold up. Yeah, man. It stands for cult. C-U-L-T, cult. Hey, man, I, for all my EU people, shout out to y'all, man. But now I'm, I'm starting to realize how y'all living over there, man. I'm starting to get it, man. Like, I'm starting to get it a little bit. The cult. <laughs> the cult. Hold up, man. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm going to hit this button one more time, man. The cult. Hold up. Uh-uh, man. That's how they... That, the cult. All right, man. I'm all I'm all about my spirituality and all that, but some, some groups ain't all that good, man. You know what I'm saying? It's... Game over. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know about the cult now, but let's go ahead and get into it. The European Union this Monday, this article was... Okay, this article came out yesterday. At the point in time, Mr. Seven, so yesterday. The European Union this Monday posted a relatively innoc innocuous but possibly monumental announcement. This was a recommendation by its cult, Culture and Education Committee, for the EU to develop a long-term video game strategy, including the creation of an EU archive for games as well as European Video Game Observatory. The resolution is set to be voted on in a mini session scheduled for November the 9th through the 10th. Colt's recommendation could indicate a major shift in how the video game industry is treated in the EU. It may also precipitate over changes worldwide where the resolution to be adopted and set a precedent for various elements of the gaming industry going forward. Okay, that was precipitate. I had to make sure I said that word right. You know, these glasses are cool and everything, but, you know, I like to make sure I'm proper in my speech. Of particular interest to the mobile gaming to the mobile game industry is how this may relate to consistent financial and business support across the EU. So it's a lot more in this article, but uh, I'm not going to be able to go through it all. We don't have the time for that. But um, yeah, man, 
So, you know, it's a lot going on over there in the EU right now. And it's going to be a lot of support, a lot of rules changing and stuff like that. It's been a lot going on in the EU, man. Shout out to my EU people, man. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to my EU people. Shout out to all my people in France. Shout out to everybody, man. Shout out to the EU people. The only language I ever wanted to learn in high school was French anyway. <laughs> so, you know, um, yeah, man, shout out to my EU people. So, you know, it's it's a lot going on. And what's happening around the world is is just the preparing for a new one where video games are kind of in the forefront or just technology and the merging of video games and whatever is happening, at least on this front, like on this side of the world, when it comes to tech and video games, this is what's going on and making sure the infrastructure and the establishments are in place for the progress that needs to be made or what people are doing. That's what's happening right now. So just that little bit we read about the cult in the EU, that's what's happening right now. Things are being done. Things are being talked about for the better or for worse. That way the industry can move forward. Y'all already heard the projections of $320 billion by 2026. That's a lot of bees, man. That's a lot of bees. Y'all think it ain't? Let me go on my phone. Excuse me, I burp. Let me go on my phone. I have a picture, right? I have a picture of something. 326 billion, right? Or 320 billion, right? 320 billion is a lot of money. Elon Musk's, Elon Musk's net worth, okay? Listen to me. Elon Musk's net worth is around 272 billion. Somewhere around there. Guess what? By 2026, now mind you, by 2026, Elon Musk can run his money up. You know what I'm saying? Which I'm sure he will. Jeff Bezos too. But um, you realize that the, the, the gaming industry is going to be like one of the highest, richest industries in the world. If it's not already. So why not be educated and know and get into these things and stay? Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like you got to be on top of this stuff. You got to be on top of this stuff. But that's going to do it for level one news. Let's go ahead and get into it with level two news. The main topic. So here in the main topic, man, we got one thing in the main topic. I don't know how I'm fitting all of this in about an hour. Y'all going to have to show the boys some, show the guys some love, bro. Some, I don't, I don't know, bro. I, I'm magic, bro. I got the magic in me. I got the magic, baby. I know y'all like, what? Did he just do that? Yes, I did. Shout out to Bob, man. Shout out to Bob. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay, I, I I messed up my stuff. Hold up. Oh damn. Okay, just go back. Oh shit, I messed up my buttons, man. I messed up my buttons. Okay. Oh. 
whatever. So, um, yeah, man, we got we got to talk about some stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? And uh, level two news, man, here. So pick it up where I left off. We got some crypto news. And in this crypto news, this is actually news to me. So we kind of we, we both going to be learning. All of us, we're going to be sitting here learning. So get your pens and your pencils out, world. Get your pens and your pencils out, world. Tell your girl to hold on. And uh, let's go ahead and get into it. We screened up. We screened up. Headline reads, Web3 banking platform Juno raises $18 million, launches tokenized loyalty program. So um, this caught my eye because, you know, Web3 is definitely what's in the now and coming in full form and mass and time coming. Um, but this this caught my eye because it said Web3 banking platform. So I would assume all of us listening and watching and just in the world we all have a bank account for the most part and in the world of today you can even get bank account without monthly fees so i mean i would assume everybody has access to a bank account or has a bank account and this is important because this is where like i kind of said the like the world is merging and over here on this side i know a lot of us that are gamers and just in the technology we just want to use the high-tech stuff right like, oh, man, look at my multidimensional spatula. Oh, man, hey, look at me. I'm on the PS700. That's cool. That's fine. Yeah, we got the new shit. But let's also learn what's going on on the other side and just be aware of what's going on. That way we can get the bang for our buck with these products and our time and our investment. Because we're going to invest our time and our money into these things. And then before you know it, this stuff is going to be integrated. And if you don't know, now you know like Biggie, that they've been, they tried to um, integrate like crypto and block, well, they already have integrated blockchain and games. They have blockchain games. But what I'm saying is, you know, they've been trying this and this is, it's going to happen sooner or later. It's going to happen. So let's go ahead and get into the article. Juno, and no, not the pregnant chick. Juno, a startup that provides checking accounts to crypto enthusiasts and allows them to take their paychecks in digital tokens, has raised a new funding round as it expands its offerings to include a tokenized loyalty program. The one and a half, uh, yeah, the one and a half year old startup has amassed over 75,000 customers in the U.S. who take their salaries, some entirety, rest in portions, in crypto and consistently in digital assets each month. See, now that's the benefit. That's one of the benefits right here. This is a benefit. Being able to get your check and then... You can just have it being in complete crypto. That's some cold. That, that's cold right there. That's cold. I'm not going to lie. That's that's cold. Like, man, imagine if you go to work and you get your check this week. But instead of you getting your regular check, you got your check in Bitcoin or, you know, you got your check in USDC or whatever that that coin would be for you. USDT maybe and then you just all right I'm gonna put some here put some here put some here then all right that money didn't double or it went up a little bit by the time you got your next check like hey man that this is a this is a cold hey this hey man they they cold over there at Juno they cold over there I'm liking this so far you know what I'm saying I ain't gonna get too excited but I will say them hey man them folks over there they cold man shout out to them people over there at Juno they cold 
Continuing on here, customers are able to spend their crypto or cash using the startup's MasterCard powered debit card, make bill payments and easily move funds to and from traditional banks if they so desire. Juno also offers direct on-ramps to customers from a checking account to layer two blockchains such as Polygon, Arbitrum, and Optimism for zero fees. Zero fees? Oh, oh, hold up, hold up. Let me let me find my uh my sound stuff since I messed this up. Oh man, hold up, hold up. Zero fees. Oh, that's lovely. Zero fees. You gotta love zero fees, man. Anytime I hear zero fees with anything, I I get a little bit more excited and 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 I and I'm more inclined to want to divulge and continue with that service or product. Oh, no fees. You say no fees. Ooh. Save me that few extra dollars, please. <laughs> Continuing on here. OK, for everybody on the visuals, I know y'all see this word and I'm going to highlight it for you. I'm going to tell y'all and show y'all how to read this. Right. Ready, set, go. The eponymous. Yeah. Yeah. See, y'all thought your boy wasn't going to get it. See, y'all thought your boy wasn't going to get it because I said blittered. I said blittered earlier. See, y'all thought I was going to get it. Yeah. The eponymous. Uh, one more time, one more time. The eponymous platform integrates with all popular payroll platforms in the U.S., making it easier for customers who are long-term believers in crypto to keep doubling down on their bets without having to worry about manually moving funds to different exchanges. It also offers customers automated tax reporting through Form 1099, freeing them from having to manually sift through their transactions and calculate gains. Oh, these dudes. Oh, they balling over here. Oh, they 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 balling over here. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Let, let's read that again. Let's read that again for them people in the back. It also offers customers automated tax reporting through form 1099, freeing them from having to manually sift through their transactions and calculate gains. A checking account that do your taxes for you? I'm about to get up out my seat. Bruh. It do it for you. Continuing on here. On Saturday, Juno, not the pregnant chick, announced it has raised $18 million in a Series A financing round. The funding was led by Parfee or Parify, I'm sorry, uh, Parify maybe or Parify Capital's growth fund and saw participation from scores of backers, including a bunch of uh, uh, Greycroft, Antler Global, Hashed, Jump Crypto, Mythril, Six Man Ventures, Abstract Ventures and Uncorrelated Fund. See, and this is, well, uh, yeah, OK, that, that's cool. Juno, which also counts as Sequoia India's Surge, Dragonfly Capital, Polychain Capital, Consensus Ventures, uh, I don't know how to pronounce that, and so I'm not going to try it on these last three. Ryan Selkis, among his backers, has reached $1 billion in annualized transaction volume processing. Varun uh, Deshpand, I'm guessing that's your last name. Sorry if I bushed it. Co-founder and chief executive of Juno said in an interview, quote unquote, 
Crypto natives in the U.S. are finding existing banks completely inadequate for everyday use of crypto. We are rebuilding a checking account from the ground up with crypto and Web3 at its core. Juno empowers members to earn part of their paycheck in crypto and use crypto for everyday transactions like bill payments or buying coffee. Okay, big screen, big screen, big screen, big screen. All right, this is something I was talking about. I've been waiting for and all of that. You go on my YouTube channel. I told y'all to get hip to the technology. One of the episodes, uh, a few episodes ago, what I reported on the 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 humanless hotel that they're trying to build in Phoenix, Arizona. And I just dropped the vlog, and in my vlog I said, you know, um, you know get hip to technology. I think too, or a little. I touched a little bit on technology, but nonetheless, y'all know I've been saying all I've been wanting to do is I've been waiting for the time where we could pay for stuff with crypto. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm a firm. I, I believe in crypto. You know, I, I know for a fact it's going to be here for a while. And I also know that it's going to serve some purpose and utility, especially the coins and the projects attached to real world situations and things. So, excuse me. So with that being said, you know, this is a dope thing. You know, it, it's not all the way perfect. I'm, I'm, I know that 100% sure Juno is not all the way perfect. I mean, like I said, it said about what seventy five thousand people. Yeah, they have seventy five thousand customers in the U.S. So that's a small city. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Like that could literally be one small city in the entire country. So in the grand scheme of things, that may or may not be a lot of people. But over time, that seventy five thousand people could turn into two hundred thousand people. You know what I'm saying? Next year, or that like next year, that seventy five thousand could turn into five hundred thousand. You know what I'm saying? Remember, a while ago, we even went over, I even went over with y'all how many people in America really use or have invested in crypto, either or. And it's not a lot of people. A lot of people really think crypto is a scam. Like a lot of people don't understand what this technology can do, what some of these softwares and hardwares and stuff can do. I told y'all, I'm trying to make some moves that way I could... um get a, a Bitcoin lightning node or some stuff like that. That way uh, we could, I could start doing stuff for this community and the fans and for y'all and stuff. That way we could do stuff. And I'm, I'm trying to, I'm learning about the technology. You know what I'm saying? I'm learning about this stuff. So I just don't want to be a soul solely be an investor when it comes to crypto. No, I also want to use this technology. I want to build something with this technology. You know what I'm saying? I, I think this technology is great. I've always been somebody who wanted to know how things work. Like as a kid, I took apart my, my stereo and because I didn't do so much damage, I was able to put it back together. But I just wanted to know how things work. That way I could build it and do and make my own. And that's that's what I always want to do. That's why y'all see me with my own everything now when it comes to the media type stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like Player One Creations is a whole it's my brand. Like this is my whole thing. Video games, music, art, tech, like this is it's all that. It's stuff that I'm into. It's stuff that I want to make available, whether it's information, um, whether it's information, opportunity or, you know, the the place to cultivate something. You know, I just want to be able to do this stuff on a grand scale and just show people one. You, you don't have to like, yes, the traditional way is good, but you can also be creative and, and be successful and or you can also 
you know, dabble your hand in stuff like this over here and make just as much money or if not more, if you just so concerned about money, you know, me per se, I'm, I just know just the type of stuff, the culture, the aesthetics and things that's being pushed. When you when you really think about it, cyberpunk, the, the game, like that's a genre, cyberpunk. If you think I'm lying and you don't know when you have the time or matter of fact, why are you listening to this? Go on your Google search bar, type in cyberpunk clothes or cyberpunk style, cyberpunk clothing, cyberpunk genre, cyberpunk TV shows, cyberpunk, whatever. Right. And you're going to start to see all these different aesthetics, all these different type of styles of clothing. You go see all this different type of stuff and then start looking at the type of cyberpunk TV shows and movies and things that's been coming out futuristic type of movies and things that's been coming out some people do and don't like to make comparisons with tvs and movie shows which i understand and do agree with to some degree because movies romanticize and dramatize and and, and they dramatize things you know what i'm saying and they they exaggerate as well so it's not going to be exactly how you saw it on some tv show but the element will be implemented in real life one way or the other so with that being said you know, when it comes to crypto, like I said, I'm, I'm learning the tech. I, I, I didn't read it down somewhere, but, you know, all kinds of stuff. The cost of, of, of getting the like uh, of the of building the know don't cost that much. So for everybody listening, man, you know, um, you know, that's what I'm trying to do. You know, as far as the crypto go, trying to build some stuff and just get into it and learn, you know, and see what all I can do, you know, or if I need to learn. Like and if anybody listening to this, you in the crypto space. Listen, man, I'm, I'm trying to use this technology and build some stuff and build a platform and see what all I can do and press this technology to the max before it just poop out. You know what I'm saying? So definitely tap in with me. You can DM me on Instagram or um, Twitter. I'll probably respond to you on Twitter. But, um, you know, you can just get at me in some way, shape or form or you can send an email to player one creations. Yeah. Or you, yeah. Send an email to player one creations. Player One Creations, P-L-A-Y-E-R, the number one, Creations, Biz, Biz, spelled B-I-Z, at gmail.com. I'm just really trying to get in touch with somebody who got the information and, you know, like, shoot, send me a crash course, like a pamphlet or something. Like, I, I, know, how, I know how to do research, so I definitely do that. But, um, yeah, man, this is dope. This is real dope, a Web3 banking platform. I'm going to definitely look into this and see what's going on. Um, I, You know, whatever job I get, hell, if I can get a job at this point, the way it's looking for me, your boy might not, might not ever be able to get a job again. I know y'all sitting there like, what? You might not be able to ever get a job again. What? Hold up. Yeah, and I'm being dead ass serious, too. I'm not trying to all in with Ari, y'all. I'm not trying to be like her. Just start fucking sympathizing and being semantic and antics woman and start jipping everybody because I'm pretty and oh, I'm homeless. No, I'm just being all I know how to do is be real and keep it a K. Like it's a high chance I probably won't even be able to get a job ever again in my life. And no, it's not because I'm a criminal or my record. So and mind you, I don't even have a record. So, you know, um, you know, it's it's just what it is, man. Life is life. So. Uh, no matter what, I always keep pushing, but this is dope. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is really, really dope. 
I'm still going to look into this because I might give me one of these accounts. Shoot, it already put there. It do your taxes for you. That's kind of what's got me right now. Like it do your taxes for you because I didn't try to do my taxes before and I didn't have problems. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, nonetheless, man, that's going to do it for this episode of the Gamers Day. Appreciate everybody who made it to the end of the episode. Make sure you hit that like button and subscribe if you're on the visual platforms. Make sure you you rate this on the uh on the other audio platforms you know what i'm saying uh, i'm thankful and i appreciate every like every view every donation I, I, everything i appreciate it all like i said the week of the 11th the week of october 11th is my birthday so i will not there won't be any episodes that week there are no episodes dropping that week so don't expect to see no episodes I do have content still coming out throughout the week, though. So subscribe on Odyssey, subscribe on YouTube, and that way you can catch these, uh, catch the content because I do have content coming up. I always got content in the tuck. Don't think I ain't got nothing in the tuck. I always got some. Um, you know what I'm talking about. And like I told y'all, like I told y'all, I do have two bangers for y'all because I owe y'all two songs. The past two episodes. We've been iffy on the songs because y'all know I got this old tech. You know what I'm talking about? So we got two songs. One is, a, is well, they kind of most, they kind of recent. They both came out within a handful of years. And one of them just came out recently. You know what I'm saying? But it, it's a good song in my opinion. So first up, we got the boy himself, Flash Giordani. Now, rest in peace to Flash Giordani, man. Um, You know, his music really meant something to me. You know, he, he he was around for a long time, but he passed a while back. Not a while back. He passed, I believe, last year or this year. It was either this year or last year. But uh, definitely get into his music, man. He he definitely was a cool dude, man. I, I never met him personally, but his music, you know, really, I related to it a lot because I went through a lot of the same stuff in my own life personally. You know what I'm saying? So, his his music definitely means something to me, and I play it like it's just a and just to inform everybody. My playlist is full of guys and ghosts. I don't really listen to a lot of new stuff no more. Whether it's hip hop, rock and roll, I'm cool, bro. I don't I don't really care that much. But um, yeah, we got Flash Giordani, Catharsis, and the song after that because I'm gonna just play them back to back. And after that, we're gonna be playing Rich Homie Quan. Shout out to Rich Homie Quan. We're gonna be playing that No No More because. To be honest, I don't know no more either. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, man, it's just a real song, man. It's it's a real song, man. And you know, you get to you get to that point in life with certain people or certain things, and you be like, man, you don't even know no more, and you just move on and keep pushing and do whatever you got to do as a man, as a woman, as a unit, whatever, however you rocking. Just for the simple fact that um, you know, that's just how it is in life. So we gonna go ahead with this catharsis by Flash Giordani, then. No, no more by Rich Homie Quan, and I'm gonna catch y'all next time, man. Go. Signals or you got me feeling weird Some days you love me, girl, is it a phase? You way too limited, I see the ceilings near Life is a gamble, so deal it, dear I got some healing to do Bitch, I 
never healing from you Did all the perkies, the harpies, the inboxes I did them 30s, that hurts though, ain't unlocking Damn, fucking little shorty, I'm breaking the back Rest of my goals, but I'm making them back I put my heart and my soul on these songs I get my life for this love, that's a fact You ain't do nothing for me, that's a fact You probably hate on the low, you a rat I hate the crib and I'm dodging the traps I came from the third, ain't forgetting the scraps You can't do nothing to me, I ain't seen Now they all fucking with me, that's a dream Reaching for pieces, they vibe like a fiend My circle's so small, can't even call it a team I got trust issues forever, subscribe Got so much love for the ones on my side I'm thinking God that I'm still here alive I found my purpose forever, I strive I take the bullshit a stride I keep the lessons inside I try to balance emotions, the grief and the misery Dealing with death on my mind I lost the peace of my heart when you died It's getting harder for me to even cry No, wonder why you had to lie You stealing what little I had, what was mine Crumbs, you dumb Don't come back apologizing, I'm cold, guess that's my Virgo rising I put a bitch in the place without blinking the island I'm trusting the process of timing, yeah, so be the line Bitch, I'm too smooth, I need to find it I found my groove I know you switched when you saw all my moves So I had to switch and adjust how I move So thanks to you I am what I am and I cannot change I'm in my lane and I never will stray Building a legacy, face all the pain I took the blood and I turned it to brain It's never a drought, bitch, fuck the fame It ain't what I'm about I want my kids to be better than me Living the legacy is really what counts Why would I think of love, what is my meaning here? Yeah. Let me make signals or you got me feeling weird yeah. Did you love me, girl, is it a phase? You way too limited, I see the ceiling yeah. Life is a gamble, so deal it, dear I got some healing to do, bitch, I've been healing from you Did all the perkies, the harpies, the inboxes I did them 30s, that hurts though, ain't nothing like it Damn, fucking little shorty, I'm breaking the back Rest of my goals, but I'm making it back I put my heart and my soul on these songs I get my life for this love, that's a fact You ain't do nothing for me, that's a fact You probably hate on the low, you a rat and I'm dodging the traps I came from the dirt Ain't forgetting the scraps <laughs> I did this shit They been wanting hear corn This the homie They been waiting on corn These niggas must have forgot What's on then? I did this shit they been wanting hear corn. This the homie they been waiting on corn. These niggas must have forgot. What's wrong then? Still pulling up in the middle of the hood and assisting the drop top. You can have Macy, yo. First young nigga part that Billy in the middle of the block. And where I'm from, I'm coming with that poppin' shit. These young niggas over here rap. I swear these young niggas don't play by me. These young niggas over here starving. Get a boy play, guarantee he'll eat. Got a lot of money, nigga, look at my feet. Hey, these ain't even came out. The last one, it was on you, nigga, then went on me. I was in the penthouse, smoking on top floor, chilling in the suite. That my shit got sweet. I couldn't even eat when they killed Lil C. Nah, so my mama don't worry about stressing. She got problems, put them on me. I remember starving, we couldn't eat. How to came a long way from that driveway, now it's marble on my feet. How to keep that 40 on my jeans in case a target on me. I was told to never settle, wanted to be with you forever, but I Six hundred spaces. I might go box up on my neighbors and buy some more acres. Talk to 
I remember going to school and I ain't had no paper. Make around putting a hundred thousand dollars in my school now, cause I got a little paper. I ain't crashing out for no dumb shit when my people needin' me. A lot of these niggas scared of money, cause they too worried about what people think. And I don't give a fuck about what people think. Down to my land line, let me call truth for some dude, cause a young nigga need to drink. You might not like me, but I'ma make a young nigga respect this shit the reason way. Rich young baby.